ask you a question. Imagine a world in college sports where there is no media coverage, no Instagram videos, no Twitter updates, and no press conferences. What would that look like? College students all over the country today work countless hours every day covering sports through video and media. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Videographer's View, a podcast about collegiate media by students and for students. In this podcast, we will talk about the unique stories from students who are still working to better their skills in the field of video and sports journalism. I myself am a sophomore student at the University of Iowa studying journalism and multimedia production. I've been working with the Iowa track and field team for four months now doing all forms of creative media for social pages. I have been working in the field of video as a student for over eight years now starting in middle school. Today, I brought in a trusted friend of mine. Aiden Wirtz is a student here at the University of Iowa also studying journalism and video through sports. Today, we shared an insightful and encouraging conversation about students in the realm of sports and video journalism. And with that being said, let's jump right into the first episode of Videographer's View. Welcome, everybody, to Videographer's View. I am Tyler DeWard, tuning into the SRM podcasting studio. I'm here with Aiden Wirtz, a good friend of mine, who is going to be the first feature on this show. Aiden, welcome to the show. Thank you, Tyler. It's a pleasure to be here. We're going to be covering the ins and the outs of Division One collegiate media for fans and creators who just love sports and videography. We're going to be talking about how students will go through the progression of just getting better and developing their craft as they continue to get better at videography and reporting through sports. Aiden, welcome to the show. Thank you, Tyler. Like I said, it's a pleasure to be here from one content creator to the next. I know you've been doing this many more years than I have, but it's super exciting with the opportunities that UIowa gives students to do this. It's just really cool to be here, so I appreciate you having me on. Oh, of course. It's going to be a good conversation to like-minded individuals that are constantly running after their goals. So, Aiden, let's just jump right into it. What is one thing that you have just learned in the past year? You're a freshman. You're almost done with your first year of school at the University of Iowa. As a journalism student, just getting the foundation of his education put together, what is one thing that you've learned just being a part of this whole amazing university and the experiences you have had so far? You saying that's almost the end of school is kind of crazy because I feel like I just started yesterday. And I've learned so much, obviously, but I think one of the biggest takeaways is to take every single piece of criticism and use it. I think people kind of stray away from taking criticism. They might get a little bit offended when somebody doesn't like part of your package that you produce or has something not exactly negative to say, but just something that you can improve on because a lot of people will take that and think that it's directly criticism, criticism towards them. But in terms of my packages, people who are higher than me, my bosses, have told me to do different things, and that's really, really helped me is taking all criticism and using it to fuel you and propel you to make even better packages because that's the goal. I'm only a freshman here. There's going to be many more years of me doing this. I don't want to just stay at the same exact level of skill the entire four years. I want to get better in any way possible. And, of course, that means taking criticism, using it, taking any advice from anybody. And I think that's one of the biggest things, even from you. I know that you and I have talked about it. I've sent you some of my stuff, and that's been awesome to, to get advice from somebody who's been doing video longer than I have. So, obviously, I appreciate that from you and from anybody who helps me out. I think that's something that anybody can learn from is to take those pieces of advice and use it to make yourself better. Mm-hmm. Of course, that's something that's just great to hear that you're just recognizing that. And that is one thing that I actually struggled with, not going to lie. Hearing criticism, it is easy to take it the wrong way. When you're in a creative field, right, and you know you work as a creative thinker, it can be a little daunting working for somebody else's creative intentions and having to do something that you may think is better. So that is definitely one thing that I'm currently still working on today is just taking criticism and applying it to my future projects. Just to transition, I mean, this is such a cool story. I remember at the beginning of the year, you were talking about recording radio shows. 
in doing that for KRUI, who's was a sports reporter. Aiden, how was it getting into that for the first time? And I know we also mentioned that you weren't too familiar with wrestling and now you cover wrestling. Tell me about that. I mean, that is so interesting to me, like going and not knowing wrestling very well and having to broadcast to a bunch of people like at one of the premier wrestling schools in the country. How was that transition for you? Absolutely. To talk about this story, you got to start back in where I started radio and it was more like TV radio back in my high school. So I went to a high school in LaGrange, Illinois, a small town, and I got into it my senior year due to a friend who also goes here now. And he got me into it, and basically we broadcast for our high school basketball games. We did mostly men's basketball, but we also did a women's basketball game when they were in the semifinals of the state tournament. That was super cool. But that was kind of the moment that I knew that I could apply everything that I loved about sports into something that I love even more, which is talking. And my family will tell you that I'll, I'll talk forever about sports because I just love it so much. But to get into wrestling, I started out in basketball, obviously, in high school, and I did a couple of basketball games here for Iowa. And my boss at KRUI and for the Daily Iowa TV goes, hey, we don't have anybody for wrestling. Do you want to do wrestling? And the way my mind works is, okay, I'm only a freshman. Let's take every opportunity we can get and run with it, even if we don't know about it. And I took it and I said, yes, this is perfect. Thank you so much. And he goes, okay, the first meet is Saturday. And it was a Thursday. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. Like, I have, I have no knowledge. Of, like, I, knew, I knew point systems. And that's about it. Like mm-hmm. I knew, I knew certain points and that was it. I didn't know any of the holds. I didn't know the backgrounds of players. I knew Spencer Lee cause everyone knows Spencer Lee. Of course. But some of the other wrestlers, I didn't know that well. And a lifesaver is my cousins go here as well. And they have a really good family friend whose daughter also goes here, a bunch of Iowa connections. And this friend's dad had walked on at Iowa for wrestling many years back when Dan Gable coached. Now, Dan Gable's that statue outside of Carver Hawkeye Arena, Iowa legend, so great wrestler. But that's the way I got into it. It was the Friday, literally before the Saturday meet against Cal Baptist, which Iowa won that one. We crushed them. It was a really good meet. It was super fun. I did it solo, which a couple other meets I did with a friend. But I got in contact with this guy, and we called up, and we said, okay, like let's run through some stuff. And he talked me through wrestling, again, the point system, certain terms that are said more often, how to analyze it. We also hopped on a Zoom call later that night where he shared his screen of multiple different clips of Spencer Lee, of Jacob Warner, Tony Cassiope, some of those guys who were on the team this year. And he said, tell me what you're seeing. Let's break this down and I'll tell you how to improve, which again, this is also where the criticism comes in because every point of criticism was trying to help me to get better because of course he wants to listen the next morning and see that I've improved already. And the first broadcast to the last broadcast, astronomical difference. It's incredible. You learn so much more. You get engaged in the sport. And I got to a point where I was watching other wrestling matches on my own time and not even realizing it. Because before the year started, I was like, yeah, I was cool for wrestling school. It's one of the biggest in the nation next to Penn State. But I never really got into it. And I found myself watching these and analyzing them and breaking them down in my dorm room. And you kind of sit back and you realize that, If you take every single opportunity that is offered for you, you can expand your knowledge to a degree that you never thought was possible, which is so cool with wrestling because unlike basketball, it's just one-on-one. So you can break stuff down to a really, really high extent, whereas basketball, of course, it's five-on-five, so there's so much going on back and forth. But in terms of wrestling, it's, it's been a blast and... It's, it's close to my favorite sport to broadcast now. It really is. And that's, that's kind of an incredible thing to learn throughout this year is just 
going from having no knowledge at all to having a lot of knowledge, being interested in it. I got to go to the Big Ten tournaments in Ann Arbor, Michigan, which was a blast. That was more for the Daily Iowa TV for video. I didn't do any radio there, but I met a couple of coaches, got in contact with some people. It, it's incredible. I, I couldn't be more grateful for every opportunity this university has given me, for sure. You mentioned connections briefly there. I feel like that's just such a big part of this industry, we'll say, it's not your typical nine to five doing video, doing radio, doing sports. Sports goes on most of the time when other people aren't working. So if you're covering sports, you're working when most people aren't working. That can be difficult. And building those connections to get to the next level, right, from high school to college, from college to semi-pro or pro. To build those connections, you have to do that outside of that nine to five work time because you constantly have to be working on your craft. You constantly have to be looking to build the next bridge to the next island of opportunity. So that's really cool to hear that you built that bridge to wrestling. And who knows? I mean, it's your first year and you got to look back a little bit. I'm sure we will have that time over the summer, but it'll be really cool to look back and be like, wow, in eight to nine months in my first year of school, I accomplished this much. Imagine what you're going to do in three more years, right? When you graduate. I want to talk about, you mentioned how you've been to a couple of away meets like the Big Ten tournament and stuff like that. When you go there and you see the arena, you have your video equipment, you're ready to do your story on the wrestling what do you use to feed your creative process to put together those stories? How do you take that story that's happening on the mat, turn that into a file where you can post it and other people can see it? How do you develop that story in your head? I think that's a fantastic question because, again, the creative process and the creative mind is so interesting because everybody has their own ideas. Obviously, like if I went to a wrestling meet and you went to the exact same wrestling meet, our videos would turn out completely different because everyone's got different gears functioning in their brains. But for me personally, especially with that Big Ten meet, there were certain stories that I had researched coming in, and those were going to be key factors in my filming. I was going to look at is this story going to pan out? For example, Spencer Lee won the Big Ten tournament, and that was a story in itself because we go to Iowa and he's a big wrestler here. That was easy enough. We all knew that, so that was going to be a big story was filming him. But some of the other bigger stories were that some other wrestlers from other schools were kind of up and coming, or for us, we have some guys who are younger who could possibly be big stories, and those might pan out, they might not, and you kind of have to wait and see. But I really think, like I was mentioning, the creative mind is so interesting because walking in there, the stadium is huge. The fans are crazy like wrestling fans are crazy you never really realize that until you go to a meet especially at carver hawkeye fans are insane and i love that about the sport but yeah walking into the big 10 meet was kind of surreal because it's it was the biggest event i'd recorded so far i i'd been to wisconsin madison earlier in the year but that was attendance of maybe two three thousand this was up at seven eight thousand people even more so fan shots were obviously really really fun to get Doing some interviews with the coaches and players, even like in, in the middle of the tournament, was really fun. You'd have to take your camera equipment and sprint to the tunnel so you can get there in time to interview Tom Brands or Spencer Lee or whoever was wrestling. And it's kind of a free-for-all because there's so many different reporters there. But yeah, I think even when I'm filming, I'm going through ideas in my mind, like what's going to look best? Is this visually appealing? What's going to be the best thing to film for people? Because as much as I love being there and I love getting shots, what's going to appeal the most to people? Because the point of this is to put it out and get other people to like this and think that it's impressive, obviously. Like you want to film for your audience per se. And especially with wrestling, you want to get some shots that you don't normally get in other sports. And like I was mentioning, it's one-on-one. -on -one, so you can get some really, really intimate shots per se. Like you can get some really, really close-up shots, which is so cool. And I think that's one of the biggest parts is kind of going through ideas before I even get there. So we had a what was supposed to be 
a six and a half hour drive that turned into like a nine and a half hour drive because of all the snow to Ann Arbor, which was just ridiculous for a long car ride. But again, in that time, I had time to think about, okay, what can be the best idea? What's going to be visually appealing? What can I work on right now, even in the car? What can I write down? What shots do I want to get? So your mind is kind of firing on all cylinders, which I'm sure is similar to you with all your track meets and everything you've done throughout high school, college. It's just so, you know, doing video, especially for collegiate sports and something that's such a big deal in today's culture. You see athletes that are in high school that are just becoming more and more athletic and stories are richer and deeper more than they ever been, which gives us a really good opportunity to take advantage of that. Like you said, you're running across the mat, trying to get to the tunnel to talk to whoever is the winner, whoever is the loser. Our job as videographers is to capture and portray emotion. And sometimes you have to do that for the losers too. Absolutely. I think one of the craziest things about wrestling is in the span of five seconds, you can witness the highest of highs and the lowest of lows six feet apart. Because once that match ends, for example, I wasn't at the national championships, but Spencer Lee got pinned in the semifinal match. And there's a guy who hasn't lost in 30 plus matches who's going through just a almost a surreal experience sitting there. He hasn't lost in such a long time. And then you know, four feet away is this guy who just beat Spencer Lee, the three-time world champion or three-time national champion. So emotions are running so high and they're so polar opposite. And like you mentioned, that's the goal is to capture emotion, which is super cool because you can be extremely close on the mat right there. But I'm sure with you similarly, capturing emotion, when you get a shot that you really, really like, it's really rewarding as a videographer to know that like this shot is just game-changing because one shot in your video can be so powerful, especially when you get emotion and capture it from a close-up view. Right, and then you're the superhero because you got that shot, and people are like, hey, can I use your shot? Can I use your shot? But sometimes you also have to be the villain. I can't tell you how many times in just a three-month span traveling with a track team, I prep them on all this, like be like, hey, you give me the yes or no right now before the season starts, but I'm going to be the good and the bad guy when you – are throwing up in the trash can after your race or you had a bad race, you're crying or you're screaming, I'm going to be there and my lens will be in your face. So I'm asking you right now, are you okay with that? And I heard a lot of yeses. For like most part, I heard yeses. But, you know, it's a little different two months later when you're in Texas and an athlete just had a horrific race just because, you know, those happen. And that might mean the difference of them qualifying for nationals or qualifying for even just to run at the next meet just because of how deep a roster can be and that makes you the bad guy sometimes they don't want to see the lens there they don't want it captured that they failed but that's just the job of us capturing the emotion and telling the story and sometimes the story isn't all perfect for your team but that's just part of the job and it's something that I have learned to work with and almost try to make myself invisible sometimes just so I can let the athlete have that full range of emotions without having to worry about a lens being in their face. But yeah, it's definitely the pros and the cons of the job is just sometimes, a lot of times you get to be the good guy, but sometimes you got to be the bad guy and it's not the most fun thing ever. So No, no. Sometimes it can almost be agonizing because you're getting such a good shot and in your mind you're like, this is a really great shot, but you're also like, this is not going to be that fun when the athlete watches this package. So I never had ones like that. Exactly. I did have a couple earlier on where a wrestler maybe got in a little bit of a slump and then he lost again. And you get that really good close-up shot of him having super high emotions in his last match or hugging his coach or something. And the likelihood of, of players watching my packages are a little bit lower because it's for a school radio station. You're working for the track and field team, which, again, is 
awesome. I know you told me about it earlier. The jealousy is real, but it's awesome, obviously, to get those shots. But sometimes you're right. It's the good, the bad, and the ugly of videography. And like you mentioned, somebody's got to be there. If you lose a race, somebody's got to be there to get that emotion. I can't just use my biases that I like you as a player and then not film you. The goal of it, like you mentioned, capture emotion. And honestly, this kind of applies to journalism, which I know some of your classes and my classes coincide is the goal is to print the truth. And the truth of it is that if a runner lost his race and is super upset about his race and, and his performance, you got to put that in your package because that's like one of the main stories. So you do have to be the bad guy sometimes. It's not always the most fun, but that's the job, like you mentioned. I like how you mentioned print the truth. I will not name anybody, but I have had some situations where I have been asked not to post some things just in my entire like career, even in high school of when an athlete or somebody had a bad result, like, oh, they didn't do good enough, so we can't post this. I'll never forget my first initial reaction to that. I was, I was disgusted in a way because I work, like I said, to tell the story, but also I work for mom and dad who are two states away that can't go watch their son jump every weekend. You know what I mean? Just stuff like that. And just because he got X place or not on the podium and I can't post that, just really can irritate a storyteller, especially when you're just working for those people who can't be there to watch. So in a way, when you're doing video and when you're doing journalism, you're almost a manager of people's expectations as well, which is really hard because you have to hold that integrity, like knowing that you are the middleman between performance and viewership and you have to do your best to remain neutral and to remain objective and make sure that you are telling the story correctly and that's something that me and you have learned hand in hand as we have been taking classes together through the j school here at iowa and just learning to apply that to our work so telling stories just has so much layers to it and that's something that you got to learn to apply to your work and it'll come with failures and it'll come with successes and that's just the beauty of being a student I want to transition. So now you are in a position, Aiden, as a college student who has connections now and who is working for a paper, a radio station, doing videos and stuff, like, which is amazing. You are now in a position where people are starting to look at you and say, wow, how did he get there? I want to do what he's doing, right? You got a great LinkedIn page, I must say. Thank you know, there are Thank definitely you. people out there that are saying, wow, this Aiden guy looks awesome. I want to do what he does. What advice do you have to those people that look at you and say, wow, I love his voice on the radio. I love his packages that are on TV. What advice do you have to those people to just get to where you are now and how to continue to just grow and refine your craft through video? I think this is similar to the way I got into wrestling. You have to take every single opportunity and just go for it. Because being a freshman, I knew that I wanted to get into this. And I was a little bit hesitant to apply to the Daily Island, which is where I first started working. And once I first got the job there, I got into the environment. And it seemed pretty fun, but I was a little bit confused on where to go from here, what my role is. Because the first day I was there, everyone was kind of running around me. And I was wondering what can I do to help. But I didn't really know much to start. So you have to use even the smallest things as building blocks in your career. A LinkedIn page starts at zero followers, zero connections, no no profile picture, and you build it up with every little thing you do. So in terms of basketball, where I first started moving to wrestling, moving to I just did a baseball broadcast a couple of weeks ago to, again, kind of expand my, my knowledge on certain sports. I really think my best advice to people is also to take criticism. For sure, that's a big one. But use every single opportunity that this university gives you. There's... 
a plethora of opportunities that Iowa gives you as a student here. And it's kind of incredible because you can join KRUI and get your own radio show. And it's really not that hard, which is super cool because they want you to expand your creative mind like we talked about and get out there and put your stories out there. Similarly with Daily Iowan TV, you can tell anything. You can tell any story you want. So the other day I just did a story on Ray Gunn and the women's NIL t-shirts. Now that was a pitch from somebody else, but it's super cool to get out there and to really dive into these stories and you can't do that unless you indulge in the culture that is the tv section or that is the radio section of journalism and news so again my biggest biggest piece is to just say get out there and have no regrets when you're done with four years don't get that graduation cap and that degree and say i really wish i would have joined radio or i wished i would have made one more package on this do everything you can and like you said, there's going to be some fail. There's probably more failures in your college career than there will be overall successes because that's the journey to growth. You really cannot succeed unless you fail over and over again. I can't tell you how many times Premiere Pro has failed on me or Photoshop has frustrated me to the point where I've just closed my laptop and forgot about it for a whole entire day. It's, it's a really frustrating process sometimes, especially when you're starting up. But if you don't get into it, you'll never know what the result could be. That is just such a beautiful explanation of just the video culture as a whole. I just remember when I started, um, how many people told me, I'm here to help you succeed, or we want to see you grow. When I started with the track team, I was a little nervous. I had not worked for a Division One collegiate track team before, or any team for that matter, and I was a little nervous. I, I questioned myself. I said, am I really good enough for this, or are they going to like my work and stuff like that? But you're never going to get better if you don't throw yourself in the deep end, which is really hard because you have to teach yourself how to swim. I just remember like getting settled in, meeting a lot of people and meeting some higher ups in, in the track program and, and saying, we, we really trust you. We believe in you and we want you to learn. And we think you learning will lead to you succeeding and helping our team. My, my goal right now, the University of Iowa track team is very successful. They're the only Iowa team to win three Big Ten championships in a row. And that's not common knowledge. If you walk up to somebody on the street and say, hey, which Iowa sports team has won three Big Ten championships in a row? Odds are they're not going to say track and field. That's my goal. I want to make that well known. And that, that will be well known by the time I'm finished here. But like you were saying, it's just the community that is constantly working to build you up and to be there for you and to be helpful for you. Like, hey, take my number. Let me know if you need anything. Even people from different schools and other videographers that you will meet. It's just a really awesome community to get into. So I tell to the, to the listeners that are in high school and just starting off in their video career, regardless of where you're at, just go for it and just continue to grow and take every opportunity. Don't be lazy and just jump at everything. So Aiden, I want to wrap up our time just talking about what is next for Aiden Wirtz and what is next in your amazing video career after your first year. You're going to take this summer, I'm sure, to recoup and to kind of reflect on some things that you've done this year. But tell me just like what's next and what are you, what are you aspiring to jump in next? Yeah, that's a really good question. Obviously to wrap it up and I think I want to know the answer, but truthfully, I don't know the answer because I like to live in the moment and I think the future presents whatever 
you work for. So you're going to get out whatever you put in. And I'm going to put in so much work next semester. You're right this summer. Take off some time. Go hit the field club, the pool, all that good stuff. Rake in some extra dough for the next year. But overall, in terms of my career and where it's going to go from here, like you mentioned, connections are huge. I met a lot of really cool people. Uh, next semester, I'll be able to record for some football games, which I think will be super fun as well, because I didn't do football this past year because I, I didn't get into the Daily Iowa TV until mid to late season of the football season. But what's next for me? I think just stick with it for the moment and push myself. But I think you have to get uncomfortable in order to improve in your work and in your profession, because this is a profession. This this is something that I can see myself doing down the line, past college, video, radio, radio especially. And I think that's another thing is, again, like you mentioned, with throwing yourself in the deep end, you really do have to learn how to swim. And sometimes that can be scary and uncomfortable and you don't know what's going to happen. Are people going to like my work? Am I even going to like my work? I'm always a perfectionist. So when I don't get the shot that I want, it's really frustrating to try to put together a package when I don't have that piece that's really missing. So in the future, just learn new techniques, learn from people like you, especially who you're a sophomore right now. You've had many more years of video than I have. I know that I've sent you a couple of things and you've given me advice and that's been amazing just to work with people who are higher up than you or have more experience and really take that knowledge and use it. Because again, listening to somebody who has more experience and more knowledge is one of the most beneficial things you could do. Some people try to work only by themselves, but like you mentioned, it's a lot about who you know. Of course, what you know is important, but who you know really, really is special, especially in today's society. So again, I appreciate you for always giving me feedback and advice. And that's where I'm going to go from here is to just use those connections, build myself up even more, use LinkedIn and all my social medias to promote all of my packages and all of my broadcasts. And just continue putting in work because that's that's the 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 only thing I can really ask of myself is to just push myself and work for it because I know this is where I want to be in five, ten years down the line. And the only way to get there is to continue pushing myself and working extremely, extremely hard. Pushing yourself. Ah, as encouraging as always. Ladies and gentlemen, Aiden Wirtz, a journalism mass communication major here at the University of Iowa, sports, video, and news reporter for the Daily Iowan and KRUI Sports Radio Broadcaster. Aiden. Pleasure as always. Thank you for hopping on the show. Thank you for having me, Tyler. Great conversation and stories there. I hope you were able to gain something from our conversation today. And special thanks once again to Aiden for joining us today to share about his video career and his story. You can find him on LinkedIn at Aiden Wirtz to connect with him. And you can also find me on Instagram at TD3Films to check out my work and connect with me. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to our first episode of Videographer's View. I'm your host, Tyler DeWard. We'll see you next time.